Good morning, everyone, and welcome to NSPS Radio Hour. Hope to uh, have a great show today. I have John Warren with me. Welcome, John. Welcome, Kurt. Thank you. And Tony Cavell is going to join us also shortly. Um, I just sent him an email to make sure he was online, getting online with us. With all of our different time zones, sometimes it's hard for folks to <laughs> to uh, realize when it's time to call in, and, and hopefully he has the right numbers. I sent them to him earlier. So, in any case, I, I was I had asked um, John and Tony to join me today. John, as many of our listeners will know, is the current NSPS president, and Tony Cavell is the current NSPS president-elect, and. I th- one of the things that you guys are doing, John, that that sometimes we don't see as much, um, and it's it's good to have, is kind of a team effort um, that that you two are pulling together to uh, to work through this year and looking into the future, uh, setting up some structures that uh, I don't think have had a lot of attention over the last few years. Quite honestly, in terms of our committee structures and what they actually do and you know, how we're going to get them going. And so did I just hear Tony come on? This is Tony. Hey, Tony, welcome. Um, Thank you. John and I were just just talking about um, the fact that one of the reasons I want to have you two guys on the show today is because of your your joint team effort that you've put together to uh, energize the base, if that's the right terminology, I guess. Is that a good term to use in an almost election year, I guess? Um, that That's what uh, <laughs> politicians do, at least. So. But um, nonetheless, we've had a lot of conversations, uh, I have certainly, with a variety of people, officers, other members, and some of, some of that conversation on this radio show about um, the NSPS and where we're headed and the fact that we're now 17,000 strong, plus or minus. Um, um, and, and oh, by the way, um, of the three states that are not in the joint membership program, I did get um, a request from the West Virginia Society uh, last week for something to put into their newsletter to help promote bringing them on board. So that that was an encouraging sign. Um, but but nonetheless, I wanted to take this chance to uh, have you guys on. the When I had the other officers on mo- most recently, it was really kind of an introduction to them, and I do want you both to have some time to introduce yourselves a bit more. But we didn't get a chance to to share those guys on the radio show before the elections, and we did with with Tony and and his opponent. Of course, John was unopposed since because when you become president elect, then you automatically accede then to president and and past president. Um, so, Kurt, let me uh, interrupt you for a second. Okay, uh, sure. Especially with NSPS, I don't think that the other person who was nominated was ever considered an opponent. Oh, I understand. And opponent's not the right and word. The other candidate right. should have been the term. Because none of us are opponents. You know, it's not that's as though correct. we all have different ideologies or anything. Um, and and that's that's for sure. Perhaps we might have different uh, strategic approaches to how we might do things, but our overall goals are the same. That's that's absolutely for sure. Uh, speaking of goals, by the way, I, I thought it would be at least worth a mention in this first segment today that um, I heard over the weekend that um, the volcano outside Colima, Mexico, um, erupted again. And why that's interesting to me is that when I accompanied a group from NSPS and from the Canadian surveying group to Colima back in the mid-'90s, um, we arrived there late at night, 
and went to our hotel in the middle of town and the next morning I was awakened by a rooster and looked out the window and saw smoke coming out of a volcano and, and it was a residual from a relatively recent eruption at that time and I think they said this recent one was maybe uh, even more uh, strong than the one that was going on there but um, it, it reminded me of one of our activities that we spent a lot of time on in, in NSPS and for those who are listening who don't know um, when administrations change initiatives change as well and so from the surveying perspective at least um, the whole NAFTA thing never really got signed by the three countries involved uh, Canada and the U.S. were both very interested and of course, the reason we had gone to Mexico was to help them form a national organization so they could actually sign an agreement. But everything kind of died out before then. So, but anyway, I just found that interesting when I heard the news about that volcano. It brought back some some good NSPS memories of a lot of the things that we've done over time. And I think that's one of the things a lot of people don't recognize is all the you know the breadth and depth of all the things that we do. Um, so perhaps you guys will be able to talk about that a lot this morning so as we get started um john I, I know you've been on the show with me before um and and maybe you and tony but tony may want to give a little introduction for himself as well but the real thing i want to start talking about is the the team that you guys are trying to put together not just yourselves but um as to make nsps stronger well yeah thanks thanks i appreciate that uh, Tony and I were able to talk about a year ago because he, I realized that your year as president is not enough time to get anything hardly accomplished. The best you can hope to do is get something started and continue it through. And it's one of the reasons why I thought it would be really good for Tony and I to work together to find out what, what our goals were. And, and he's been very, very helpful in that he has volunteered to uh, lead a resurgence in our formation of our committees. We've looked at, we've kind of formulated a new list, a, a different way of kind of organizing them, and we're looking to fill uh, chairs of several subcommittees and mostly looking to energize uh, the committees to get them, I would say, committed to getting some work accomplished in between meetings so that we don't try to do all our work at the meetings but I think, uh, as Tony put it, uh, and I think a lot of us realize that the lifeblood of an organization really, truly, a lot of times is in the committees because you get like people together, like interests, and usually experts or, you know, proficient in that particular field or interest. Uh, you can get a lot accomplished uh, within those committees. You don't know, Tony, if you have any thoughts about that. I do. The... Uh, uh, it's, and in my opinion, I think we're, it's a natural progression that we're that's proof that uh, NSPS is on a right track and, and making progress along that track. I was uh, happy when uh, uh, John asked uh, to work with the committees because, uh, uh, as we may have seen, those of us who've uh, been to, to our meetings, uh, the committee work was sometimes, uh, at least to the observer, seemed haphazard, and even if it had been haphazard, it was covered a little bit because we had what was effectively a, a committee meeting in the Board of Governors prior. Uh, 
since the governors are the former governors are now directors and members of the board of directors, uh, we don't have that general think tank meeting and hash, hash it out meeting that really assisted and or refined the work of the committees in the past. So uh, much more like a lot of other parliamentary organizations, we need to make sure that our committees function, uh, not uh, not just for functionality, but uh, the other thing that forgave us a little bit in the past was uh, our, our membership uh, was uh, considerably lower. We're now, uh, uh, what, over 17, around 17,000, I think? Correct. And uh, the there are a lot more people. Let me rephrase this: the number of people who won't be making meetings as a raw number is a whole lot bigger than it was in the past, and they deserve good service. And uh, uh, some of the best ways to get that service is to make sure the committee's working. That some of those people who don't come to the meetings participate in those committees. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about uh, about your thoughts on that because, and we've talked about this before on the show, the fact that the increased membership gives us a much bigger pool of talent and resources and and connections and all of those kinds of things that we we haven't had in the past. And I think as you guys are are starting to address here, taking advantage is probably not the right word of that, but but getting. Uh, participation from a larger group of people is, I think, really critical, and it sounds like that's what you're thinking in terms of this as well. Uh, this is Tony. Yes, uh, uh, we need to have broader input to make ourselves strong as we are now and then to grow from there. Uh, John? Yes. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know if, if that was a question to John or he was turning oh, no, it back no, over it to John. No, no, wasn't a question. I'm sorry. I was just <laughs> letting him know I was finished. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, well, I think it is is something that that is important. And one of the things you mentioned, Tony, that that I don't know that I'd actually focused on very much. Although, obviously, I know the the new structure that we've got um, is that with the with the governors now all being directors and not having that governors meeting ahead of time. I guess we really had depended on them to be sort of a, a, a big committee to attack everything rather than than having specific groups of people. And, and I, I am hopeful that, as you said, amongst our membership, we will find people who have interest in particular things that we're doing. And that's one of the reasons I, I think it's important for us today to go through what those committees are and what opportunities are out there and maybe even you guys thinking of other things that we might want to expand into. And, of course, we have our standing committees, and some of those are are somewhat structured, I guess, and, and people who sit on those may be folks who are in our directorship. I'm not sure what your thoughts are on all those kind of things as well. But um, then beyond that, we have special committees that I know you all want to talk about and what the goals are for those committees and what you perceive those goals to be. Um, as we move forward, and hopefully through that effort, we'll encourage some of our listeners today to to uh, want to join in and take part in some of those committees. And I, I, we only got a minute and a half or so left before the break. But one of the things that that I want to have you all talk about is your your concepts of how 
the the normal member who isn't coming to the board meetings most of the time can get involved in committee work because I know with the way communication works today, it should be simpler to be able to do committee work that way. So I'm interested in what y'all's perspectives are on on that part of the whole committee structure as well, and in addition to just talking about what the committees are and what they actually do. So um, I don't know if either of you have a thought on that. We've still got 50 seconds or so before the break, but if you want to start that conversation, then I'm interested in hearing what you, have, what you think about it. Well, Kurt, uh, I think you and I did talk a little bit about that. I think Trish is looking into uh, GoToMeeting is kind of a new format that uh, committee chairs can use to try to conduct uh, a little more personal contact for people clear around the country to be able to get online at the same time and share the same documents and communicate back and forth. Certainly we could still continue to use the conference call, which is, you know, the phone is still a really good way to communicate. And I think, you know, with our monthly uh, XCOM conference calls, we're able to execute a, a lot of business. So I think our plan really is to try to... We've got to break, John. Let's, let's go okay. to break, and we'll be right back. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Attention surveyors. Are you aware that that yellow stick you're using is saving lives all over the world? Yes, that pin finder is clearing fields and villages of unexploded cluster bombs and other hidden explosives in over 25 countries. Johnstead, in cooperation with international mine action programs, provides free locators to where they are most urgently needed. To find out how you can help, visit the NSPS website at nsps.us.com. And thank you. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com. That's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. We're back with John Warren and Tony Cavell today, President and President-elect of NSPS, respectively, and talking primarily about our committee structures and hoping to spark interest among our listeners and members in general to help participate in those. And, and I think, John, maybe a good way to start that, and you and Tony can can bounce this back and forth however you like, is, is really just to give people an idea of what those committees are and what all falls under them. I mean, I, when you look at any group of any committee type in the, the 
thing you guys have drafted, there's all kinds of things that fall underneath that that opens up opportunities for people. So maybe, John, you want to start that discussion in, in terms of what the committee structure is. Yeah, thanks, Kurt. Um, Tony uh, put this structure together, which I thought was really brilliant. Uh, I think it was a way of kind of organizing things a bit and yet allow us to get into specific detail within that committee. We still have our standing committees, which is the uh, Executive Committee, Admissions Committee, uh, Budget and Finance, Bylaws and Resolutions. Those are all fairly self-explanatory as to, you know, the topics and things that are discussed uh, within those. The other would be membership uh, committee, nominations uh, and elections, and let's see, do we have any other standing committees? I, I, I think that's it for our standing committees. We have governor and governor affairs. Then, pardon? Governor Joint affairs. Government. Oh, governor affairs, pardon me. Yep. I was just on the other side. So, you know, those are fairly self-explanatory. We've added some new committees uh, with several subcommittees underneath, and I think I'll let I'll, I'll, I'll talk about what those committees are, but I'll, I'll let Tony go into a little more depth. Uh, we did also, you know, part of creating all this is creating a charge for each of the committees. So uh, that's what we're, Tony and I are working together here. We're, we're trying to get all of our chair, chair people lined up for each of the committees and subcommittees. And then my plan is to send this out later this month with those items filled and for all of our uh, board of directors to volunteer to see which committee they'd like to serve under. The additional committees that we came up with is certification, which is a way of organizing our, our, our different certification programs, uh, education, and external affairs. That's probably one of the largest because that's where all of our liaisons with all the different uh, societies that we interact with. Uh, and let's see, the, we, the foundation has always been there, uh, but they just weren't a standing committee. Uh, and then the PAC has certainly always been there. Just listed them as a committee. Uh, professional practice, that would be a new, a new category, a way of grouping the different uh, government and private practices, uh, specifics underneath there. Professional standards, public relations, historical society, and one new one that, Kurt, you and I talked about when I was back there is uh, they inaugurate the past president's council, and uh, for their focus to be on the strategic plan to make sure that we are carrying through with what our visions are. And I think past presidents who would, would have interacted in on all of that would probably be a really good group for that. So yeah, I would agree. Maybe with that. there's a, a lot of good knowledge out there among that past presidents group, and and a lot of them are still active. I mean, it's pretty amazing when you call the past presidents up during a board meeting, how many are actually still there doing other things. Yeah, I think there was 11 of them in that picture. That's, that speaks well, I think, for the organization. Yep, I would agree. Yes. The Each of the committees, uh, which we don't even have time to go into with any detail, uh, either has or is being developed a charge that can be writ, read and understood by anybody participating on the committee. For And uh, I'm trying to pick one that 
isn't too verbose <laughs> and uh, benefits uh, each of the uh, each of the charges will list the standing if you will the the normal charge to the committee that they receive when the president appoints them obviously during the year when issues come up any specific charge that comes either from the board or from the president uh, would be handled as, as as a committee would the idea being that there's no time in a one-day meeting to consider in detail these things that like has been proven for years the uh the, the proper way to digest this thing for a large organization is to have your committees digested and give their recommendation and reasoning and then agree or disagree with the the report of your committees and with that we should get a lot more and a lot broader work done i hope that uh the list will entice uh those many thousands of members that we have who uh have an interest in something to identify themselves to the committee chairman or to uh, uh one of the officers so that they could uh increase their their interest by participating participating on the committee itself one other advantage that John and I talked about was on especially when we have the committee meetings were usually coincident with our general meetings there was sometimes a lack of people in some of the meetings and the so you ended up sometimes with a committee of one with a very interested person who was serving as chairman while the subcommittee structure uh, de facto populates your uh, your main committees and none of the main committees should suffer from lack of, of membership going forward well that's a, that's that's a good uh, explanation of the overall uh, structure I, I do think it would be worthwhile for the audience to get a flavor uh, and we do have plenty of time by the way to do this I think we do um, to to talk about the, the committees that fall within within those overall categories, um, I'm just I've got them up in front of me here, and I'm just looking at the one on certification. And um, and the one thing I'm, I didn't see on there that, of course, we haven't started yet, but I know there's been discussion about a uh, a geodetic certification, right? That's correct. That we're working on with uh, AAGS. Well, the charges that we've got at this present time. Uh, almost exclusively are the same ones that were though they may have been edited committees that existed prior to our reorganization and the in some cases the collection of committees and then you happen to pick one where uh, the charge is to uh, let me zoom up to it uh, on certification needs to have a full charge written for it the obviously the certified federal surveyor falls under this the certified floodplain surveyor the hydrographic surveyor we're working on the geodetic surveyor each of those charges are rather specific and sort of obvious and the general charge to the certification committee which is the general committee over those uh, will be to enhance the program to uh, determine what the interests are and try to determine future interests uh, to the benefit of 
both the public as well as our members and uh, uh, and NSPS in general. Yeah, by the way, um, on the certified floodplain surveyor, that's been around for a while, and the only place it's active at the moment is in North Carolina, where the society down there is really uh, managing that for us at this point. Um, but there's been some good news lately, or at least I think it's good news, with regard to pursuing that further and and an opportunity for us to work with the uh, Association for Floodplain, Ma- Floodplain Managers to enhance that program. I think both of our organizations realize how important it is that we have something like that. And um, it looks like we're going to be able to revitalize that one and perhaps expand it across the country as we had anticipated and and wanted to do from the very beginning. So I'm kind of excited about the possibilities for that one as it stands right now, and we'll have more information coming about out about that pretty soon. And um, speaking to potential chairman, uh, chair, chair people for the uh, floodplain surveyor, uh, I'm, I, I get the exact same sentiment and uh, advice that, uh, what you just said is exa- is very true that there's a, a strong interest in both uh, in, on both sides uh, with the only possible thing that might change is perhaps if somebody in the government uh, doesn't uh, you know has has a copyright kind of a feeling about the title floodplain surveyor uh, otherwise I think uh, there's a there's a good deal of enthusiasm there yep I would agree with that and then I guess some of our listeners know, maybe not all of our listeners know, that on the hydrographic surveyor one, we team with the uh, the Hydrographic Society of America um, for that one. And I think the teaming is great are important. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, you're assigned uh, to that one right now, right, Tony? I'm sorry. You're assigned to the hydrographic right. one right now as, as a liaison. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, did you mention the Survey Tech one? I mean. Uh, I guess everybody knows about it. In passing, yes. I'm glad you mentioned that, though, Kurt, uh, because that's really a program that we want to, that's one of the things I want to emphasize and try to uh, enlarge the program, expand the program. I think there's some real good opportunities here recently in our uh, meetings with uh, the different branches of the military that they are uh, going to adapt this and work that into their program. So I think there's some good news coming from the CSD program. Plus, I'm trying to get our states out west to make it more of a, a elevated program because it just seems like it's mostly been for the uh, an east coast to the central portion of the country and has not made a, a, a real good foothold out here in the west. And that's one of the things I'm asking our states out this way to, to emphasize that within their local states to let them know that you know, here's a national program. You don't have to do one for your state. It's right here uh, just waiting for you to sign up. So I think some of this is just they're not aware of the program, and, and that's where I'm on kind of a, a crusade, I guess, to uh, make that more uh, aware of it. And I think that particular one, um, I think folks sometimes misunderstand the uh, the, the effort that's required, it's really uh, a relatively easy one to do uh, in terms of um, being the sponsor and and getting the proctors together and all that kind of thing. So the more information we can get out about that, the better off we'll be for sure. Absolutely. 
I'm glad you picked on certification because I think it's one of the bases for which uh, NSPS will uh, enhance its uh, uh, presence and dignity and uh, uh, stature. In that. I would agree with that. We're, we're right I at our second break, by the way, so let, let's right. go to I that can, break. And maybe you can pick up on that when we come I'll back from the break. So we'll uh, have David take us to break here in a couple of seconds, and we'll be right back. Thanks. And here's something new from Shunstead. Did you know that Shunstead has upped the ante on trade-ins? Now you can trade in any instrument, theirs or a competitor's, in any condition, working or not, and receive more in trade than ever before. Plus, they'll pay the freight both ways. Contact your local dealer for details or go to Shunstead.com. That's S-C-H-O-N-S-T-E-D-T dot com. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Before we went to break, we were talking about uh, we had gotten into the certification part of our our committee structure. And as we were leaving, Tony, you were making a comment about us focusing on certifications to begin with. Yes. Thank you, Kurt. The... uh, I see the the purpose and the fit for surveyors and NSPS of the certification programs is very similar to something most of us are familiar with, uh, but it's in the medical field. Uh, just like surveyors and doctors are licensed to, by their state to practice or not, but if you have a heart condition, you probably go to somebody who's board certified to, uh, to that specialty. If you've got a foot problem, you probably go to somebody who's board certified in a different specialty. And uh, very like that, the clients of our members who have certifications, either as floodplain or geodesy or hydrographic or whatnot, uh, have a better understanding of the qualifications. And, of course, for our members they have a, uh, who participate, have a better shingle to hang out to say, this is things that I've proven my to at least the committees that uh, what my worth is and the uh, and much like the uh, aides and 
phlebotomists and nurses and all each have their certifications. We've got our survey technicians covered as well. In fact, one of our most successful programs. Uh, so that Very was true. what I was trying to trying to get at is that the uh, the value is to everyone. The person who takes the program, the person who might look to hire a surveyor to do a, uh, a uh, uh, to do a task, as well as the uh, general public who sees that the NSPS is the place to uh, look to to find uh, find out who's qualified in certain ways. Yeah, one before we leave certifications, one of the thoughts that I was thinking of as we were talking about that, there's been discussion and ideas being thrown about from time to time with regard to what is currently called the ALTA ACSM Land Title Survey. Beginning of next year, that's going to be the ALTA NSPS Land Title Survey because that's one of the changes coming up for 16. Um, but I hear different opinions about what would be the value of something like that. People say, I'm already licensed, why do I need that? Uh, but clearly, there are some specifics about that particular product that make it important for one to really understand them well. And in my experience in reviewing plats, mostly at state conferences where they have that category, it, it's kind of apparent sometimes that maybe everybody doesn't understand exactly what's required there. So I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about that or not. I know there's been discussion back and forth about whether that would be a viable one, and maybe you've not even discussed it. I was just curious. I think it would uh, be viable. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think uh, Tony's analogy was perfect. Uh, as a doctor, you're a general practitioner, uh, and yet you can specialize in certain areas. And I think much the same as you're a surveyor. Yes, you can perform in all those areas. Uh, you're a general, good general practitioner, but you have specific uh, knowledge and experience in certain areas. I think it's a real benefit to the public to be able to, as, as Tony was saying, to be able to see that. And I think I think well, it shouldn't be long before the surveyor is going to see himself the benefit to having those special certifications. Uh, it's going to attract some, I believe, additional business their way. Yeah, and, and I think it it doesn't necessarily mean one is is better at doing something than someone else. It's a credential, though, that that person has sought out to present to the world that, that they do have that capability. So mm-hmm. I always kind of looked at it that way. It's not certainly anyone who holds a license can do all the things that are required under the license, but... In some of these particular cases, um, they sort of transcend the license because they're they are so specific. Mm-hmm. And uh, your initial question was to find out whether it would be worthwhile. Uh, the answer to that question is going to be the the public, uh, who the clients who either decide to uh, segregate the uh, and select the members who have I mean the, the businesses who have certifications or they don't see a benefit in it uh, that's that's the really the bottom line so far I think uh, by the success of our existing programs uh, they've proven they've proven worthwhile yep I, I would agree well as we're moving along in in our discussion about the committees I don't know how you want to do that exactly I mean the next one alphabetically on the list is is education and um, and we've had radio shows about ABET a number of times, and we've talked about student competition, so I don't, I don't know how much you want to chat about those, but they are the next two that, that are on the list. Uh, uh, Kurt, I could probably... Oh, go ahead. 
No, I was just asking if you wanted me to go down or you do do it. Well, why don't you take education? I'll take external affairs. No, that's uh, that sounds good. Education is pretty much obvious by its name. We have two subcommittees. One is having to do with the Accreditation Board of Engineering and Technology. We usually call it ABET. And the other one is for student competitions, uh, which are very exciting and fun to watch young people solve problems that uh, you wouldn't expect them to be able to. Uh, You can imagine what the charges to those committees are to improve both fields. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I want to second that about the competitions, Tony. It's really great to see that they, I bet, are our future leaders. Uh, those ones participating, you can see that they have uh, leadership qualities. Uh, the other the other committee, uh, External John, Affairs. Let me just add one me? thing, John, before you do that on education. Oh. Sorry. One of the things that occurs to me is in looking at the low number of applications we get every year for scholarships, and we have a pretty extensive scholarship uh, program, Mm-hmm. But the number of applications we get is really, really small. And I, I know that I talked about this on the show, talked to educators about it, how do we get more people involved. Um, I'm just curious if there is any thought of would it be worth our while to maybe have a group of people under a committee structure who focus on that and, and come up with ways and ideas about how we can enhance our, our scholarship program and make it more viable or find ways to make it more attractive or whatever the case may be. I, I was just curious about your thoughts. Uh, I think you just did it there, Kurt. We'll just add a subcommittee to focus on scholarships. I, I think that it's that easy Sounds and great. it's that important. Um, you're right. It's just, it is uh, sad that we have uh, these scholarships out there that aren't getting uh, applied for. Uh, I mean, they yeah. do, and we do fill them, but we're not getting as many as we would we would hope to do, and Certainly, maybe we can uh, blend the scholarships in with that student competition. Maybe we yeah, can have. Uh... Go ahead. I was just, I was just going to say I want to recognize that the foundation actually is the one responsible for scholarships, but having our leadership be part of the the team of getting people more interested, I think, is worthwhile. Absolutely. So I'm sorry to interrupt, but you were going to talk about external affairs. So that's all right. No, that's important. Uh, our scholarships are that's our future. External affairs, I think it was a really good way that Tony came up with to organize uh, our interaction with all the different professional societies out there. Uh, we have, I don't know, there must be 10 or 12 of them here. There's uh, AAGS, the Geodetic Society, uh, the American Bar Association, American Cartographic Association, ACEC, uh, American Society for Photogrammetry and Remote Sensing, ASPRS, BLM, uh, CAGES, the former uh, our uh, member organization from ACSM, our County Surveyors Forum, uh, FEMA, and GLIS, another one of our former member organizations with ACSM, IRWA, and, and that's a group we don't interact enough with, and, and I, I think would really like to see more of that, and NGS, and the Professional Surveyors of Canada, and our Society of Mining Meteorology. I mean, that's, that's quite a list there. And right now, it's the list I'm struggling with to come up with with uh, liaisons for all those different groups, but I'm sure we'll be able to fill that once we can get this list out there. Hopefully someone will say, well, I'd like to do that. and, and uh, Because it's really important how we interact with our fellow professionals and fellow societies out there. We're 
we are a, an important part of a very large group. And I think uh, if we can serve as that central uh, area to interact, I think that would be a really good plus for us since really all of those areas are all part of our practice. Yeah, this one thing is one of the things I'm really happy to see you guys focusing on because there's been a, a relatively small group of people, uh, fewer than you can count on one hand in many cases, um, who've, who've tried to handle a lot of these kind of things. And it truly is important for us to reach out to all these organizations much more at aggressively than we have in the past. So I, I really do agree that this is one that that is something uh, we need to focus on, and that list probably needs expanding over time. And as we have a chance to sit back and think about it, I'm sure it will. I think so. So I don't know um, where you may want to go next. I mean, we membership, of course, is a standing committee. Nominations and elections, they're kind of on their own. I don't know if you want to talk about the PAC or government affairs. we got three minutes or so left before the break, so... If I take the, I mean, the next, uh, as you just indicated, uh, Kurt, are uh, pretty traditional, and I think their 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 purpose is well known. Uh, the uh, under joint government affairs, we probably need to drop the joint, but under government affairs, the uh, in addition to their standard relationship with Congress and the federal government. Uh, have subcommittees for right-of-ways and monumentation as well as for state and local government. Yeah, I think that's important as well. You know, we focus so much here on the national um, and obviously working with our states on the state and local government side is a critical element of that, but um, having an avenue for being able to have those uh, relationships developed I think is really important because oftentimes whatever the issues are they come down to to state and local issues sometimes yeah I think you know that opportunity where you were able to share from one state's um, uh, legislation that they had just passed dealing with was it um, it was a statute of repose yeah statute of repose yes that's a really good function for that subcommittee is to share uh, information between states to ha- assist others that haven't maybe accomplished the same thing. Yep, I would agree with that. We're about a minute away from bake, break, so I don't know if you want to tackle put the PAC or the pre- President's Council before we go. Well, uh, those are two things that are really, really important. I want to talk to Tommy Brooks about, uh, you know, we do have that new program now, the Jefferson Club. Uh, the PAC is an important group for us to build back up, I think, to give us a little more uh, influence at the national level. And the past president council, that's really, I think, exciting to get all of our presidents involved in that, and I think strategic planning and certainly other things that they can look into uh, would be uh, most of what I would see their charges to be. Yeah, I would, I would agree, and as we mentioned earlier, that past President's Council one, if we can get that active, I, I think that will be fabulous for us because we all learn from, from the past, and with our past presidents being there, we perhaps won't make mistakes we made in the past. So let's go to break. We'll come back and finish this up and then give John some time to talk about other things. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? 
click on repair department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to specials and sales under the buy now tab at www.schonstedt.com. Quick stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. We're back for our final segment with John Warren and Tony Cavell talking about the, the future for NSPS and the plan they've put together to uh, reinvigorate our committee structures and get them active in helping the organization prosper and provide the benefits to its members that we really want and need to provide. And So, Tony, maybe you can finish up with the list we have, and then we'll turn it over to John to hear some thoughts from him on uh, on other things on his mind. All right, thank you, Kurt. The uh, the going on down the list is uh, the professional practice, and underneath the professional practice committee uh, would be one for those who practice in government. It also involves the NCEES, the group we go to for testing, and their uh, participating liaison council, and the subcommittee for private practice. Under professional standards, uh, at present, the only subcommittee is the American Land Title Association, but professional standards itself has, uh, uh, has, has a charge. We include public relations, which is a big task, very important, if there's something that we tend to uh, not be very uh, expert at as surveyors, is reaching out to the public. Uh, and uh, so that in itself is a big task. But underneath that, we've got Trigstar and Youth Outreach, another very important uh, uh, enthusiastic group of people. Uh, we have, I'm looking at Surveyors Historical Society uh, as a committee, but we may should have put that under the liaisons. And then, of course, a new committee, which is very important, and that's Young Surveyors. Uh, we want to have a liaison with the young surveyors to make sure that uh, uh, their organization thrives uh, because I think in many ways as their organization thrives, they will feed into ours. And the one last thought I had is I hope that people listening today, uh, if, if they've heard anything or, or didn't hear what they wanted to hear on something that they have an interest in, contact you at the office, myself, or and I'm going to speak for John here, contact one of us and let us know of your of your interest, and there's probably a slot for you. One thing Thank I you. want to talk about before we turn this over to John, I want to jump back to professional standards for a second. 
one of yeah. the things we quite often do, and and it's almost done in a vacuum because we don't have a committee, but well, Gary Kent and I spend a lot of time reviewing different levels of surveying standards that are out there, whether it's from the Associated General Contractors or other other groups that have survey standards, even some of the federal standards, um, that we really should be more involved in and uh, and have a group of people for. So we can talk about that as we as we move along, Tony, and, and maybe add some of those other names in there because they really should be part of that that standards group. Um, I was joking on the show the other day, and it wasn't a joke. It was a reality. We actually reviewed the standards for the Church of Latter-day Saints a couple of years ago, and theirs was very much like the ALTA standards, but there were some particulars, and they came to us and said, would you review our standards? So having a group of people to, to accomplish that is, I think is really important. So I just wanted yes, to mention that as maybe an expansion of the professional standards group. So with that, John, uh, we're going to give you the floor here to uh, talk more about uh, President Warren's agenda. Well, thank you, Kurt. Uh, I think it's certainly, hopefully, my agenda, and I believe, I think Tony and yourself. Uh, uh, these are things that I have seen from my time watching presidents before me, and things that uh, I think we've all wanted to maybe try to do. And we certainly talked about the first one, which is the resurgence of the committees and that activity. Uh, that's uh, Tony and I are, are teaming on that together, but Tony's really going to take the lead on that so that I can focus on some other things. And one of them uh, next on the list would be the certified uh, survey technician program, the CST, expanding that into other states. That's a, a real high priority uh, for me. I think it's a, provide a great benefit to why uh, the benefit of joining as a member is that your state now has access to a, a program that you that they would not have to create and is really uh, serves as a national program for any of the local states. Another item would be we have talked about is the past presidents council. Uh, that's a new a group, a new opportunity to really focus on the strategic plan to kind of keep us on track and to think of some other things that uh, maybe we haven't thought of. They can serve as certainly a, um, a think tank as well. Uh, that I'm going to kind of let them go a direction that they want to go, uh, but mostly focus on the strategic plan to make sure we stay on track. Uh, another item is that we need to look at is, I believe, a long-term financial plan. Uh, I think... You know, too too much we look for how we're going to get through this year. And I, I know we've been through challenging times in the past six to eight years. I believe now we have a more stable uh, membership out there, and we can try to do better planning on a, on a long-term basis. I think we want to set some goals as to what we want to accomplish and then and then decide how we're going to finance that, how we're going to get there, how long it's going to take us to do that. So. John Fenn and I are going to focus on preparing a certainly our next year's budget, but also a five and maybe a ten-year financial plan as to uh, how we can uh, finance all the things that we want to do. We have a lot of great ideas here, but it does take uh, additional funds to be able to, when all the committees are functioning, there's travel costs that are necessary. You can do a lot, certainly, on the computer and conference call, but... There's really nothing that replaces a face-to-face -face meeting as well. So I think um, those are the, the 
items, the four items I really want to focus on. And last but not least would be our spring conference uh, for next year uh, back in D.C. I think it's great that we've, uh, as an executive committee, uh, made that decision to move forward uh, to be able to build our national conference again. I know we're starting out kind of small. You know, it takes time, but at least uh, we're heading in the right direction. And when we get that formulated, uh, be a great chance to get that out there so people can get that on their list of places that they want to be. And clearly, making that successful folds right into the one you had right before that on the long-term financial plan. Because yes. when when you can be successful at your conferencing, which we haven't until this past year hadn't really held a conference for quite some time, and um, you always hope that they'll be financially successful, and in years gone by they always have been. Um, uh, not every year necessarily, but you know when times were tough, they weren't as great. But even this little one we had uh, this year turned out to be a positive for us. So certainly we want to continue to do those things and provide opportunities for our, our folks to participate in a conference. But at the same time, it does help to uh, for that long-term financial planning side that you were talking about. So that's that's a critical element as well, no question about that. And uh, I don't, one of the things that you didn't mention, but I know you and I have had conversations about, maybe you want to talk about this a little bit, is uh, I don't know if expanding or enhancing are the, is the right term, our, our international reach. You know, we've been involved with FIG and and more recently have gotten involved in this international uh, property measurement standards group um, that's kind of an offshoot of FIG or at least the same kind of people. And I know that's one of the things you're really interested in and, and participating in. So maybe I thought maybe you had some thoughts on that. Kurt, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I actually skipped down my list here. I, I do, never want to forget that our primary focus is to continue to be the national voice and advocate for NSPS. And and certainly uh, the COGO meeting I'll be going to here later this month uh, and the uh, comments that you recently uh, sent in on behalf of NSPS uh, opposing the, uh, the, the uh, it looks like a, an opportunity they were to eliminate surveyors from uh, deep water port uh, hydrographic surveys. So... And you're right, uh, working with uh, the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors, coordinating with them on worldwide measurements, um, those are critical. And I'm glad you brought up about the international focus because uh, I believe as surveyors we we are focused locally, but we really should be realizing there's a huge market out there in the international world. I saw that when I went to FIG last summer uh, in Kuala Lumpur. And I think you and I did talk about that uh, our goal in my, at this point in time is to host the uh, FIG conference uh, in the U.S. in 2022. Now, that does sound like a ways out there, but uh, we need to start working for now because they've already decided conference locations all the way through 2019. So we need to start planning for 2022. You know, one of the things I, I learned and when I first started participating in FIG several years ago and attending meetings and being part of these uh, international conference calls and committees and all those kind of things, and, and this most recent one we're talking about, um, the um, property measurement standards, people really look to the U.S. Uh, for, for input, not necessarily to tell them what to do, but to provide our input. 
and I think it's important that we be that strong organization for whatever comes up in surveying to 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 have an opinion, more or less, if that's the right way to say it. Oh, you're right. Um, we need to participate more on the international stage. I think the world would really like it, and I think it's time for us to step back out there. And and that goes uh, to the the broader national stage too, like you guys were talking about earlier. You know, expanding our outreach and representing what surveying is all about. So, I, as I said back when you mentioned it, I think that's an an excellent thing to have put forward. We've got a minute and a half or so left. One of the things that uh, that was on the list that we talked about earlier, and maybe we can chat just a little bit about, is the whole Trickstar thing and getting more people involved. We we get a lot of feedback here at the office from people interested in Trickstar, and and oftentimes they can't find anything about it. Um, we don't really have a stronger representation in a lot of the states as we need, and it's a great program. A lot of people, I think, underestimate its value and its impact. So to me, that's one that we really need to focus on and find a way for us as a, an organization to have somebody available within the states that that really endorses the program and helps people understand it. I agree. This is Tony. I agree that uh, it seems to be a, a program where in those states or within a state, in those towns that have someone who has a surveyor has adopted the program uh the participation as well as the excellence is fantastic and in those places where for whatever reason uh that person hadn't been located it seems uh, uh invisible that's true well we've only got about 30 seconds left so i want to make sure i thank you both for being with me today and sharing your thoughts about nsps and introducing yourself again as the the uh, upper tier of the leadership for the organization going through the next couple of years. And uh, so it's been great to have you on the show to share with our audience your perspective. So uh, uh, I hope you got to say everything you needed to say. And, again, I appreciate you being with me today. No, you're quite thank welcome. you, Kurt. Thank you. It was a great well, I will invitation. be talking to you we both soon. We're, yep, thank you so much. I'll be talking to you soon. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.